So on today's episode of Before Anyone Else, supporting a partner with mental health issues. Once again, we have our uh, relational therapist, Judy, here. In our previous episode, we kind of uh, asked the question, when should you see a relational therapist? And I really wanted to get down and understand how can we support a partner this time with mental health issues? Because it's pretty, as you can imagine, it's pretty tough to go through this. A lot of people look at more of one person in that relationship mm-hmm. who is having the mental health issues. Yeah. But it's very taxing on the person, uh, depending on the issue, because you have to kind of really change your whole life if you want yeah. that relation to do, relationship to do well, right? For sure. Maybe if you can kind of help me understand um, in these kind of situations, let's say I was a partner and I had, or if my partner is dealing with me who has mental health issues, Mm -hmm. how would that person go about doing that? You know, it's like you said, right? The the people supporting, and usually it's not just the romantic partner, but friends, family too. Everything kind of time slows down Mm -hmm. is the best way I can put it. And that all of a sudden the things that this person was used to doing, maybe you're you're starting to pick up the slack for that person. Um, As well as the role of when a person is in crisis. So it depends on kind of the mental health issue, right? But usually if it comes on in a very scary way or in a really traumatizing way for the person, then it is really up to the partner to figure out how to get help for this person, Mm -hmm. right? Obviously psychotherapy is one of those things, but sometimes... It's more than that. It's maybe going to the hospital. It's, you know, utilizing tools like medication and things Mm -hmm. like that that are unfortunately really hard to get around the healthcare system. Mm -hmm. And even for a person who's not struggling. So when you're even struggling, where you go, how you how you get the information you need just becomes so overwhelming. So Mm -hmm. partners usually are the ones that have to pick up that slack. Yeah. As well as just life, their lifestyle changes, yeah. especially in the beginning. Um, I tend to see the success of someone being able to overcome their mental health issues really relies on how much support they're getting from their partners. So what can I, let's just um, use me as as a, uh, not, a, not an example, but as like a... Um, what is it called? It starts with the as a case. As a case. Uh-huh. Right? But not like a realistic yeah. case. Um, let's say my partner is having mental health issues. Um, what can I do to help her? Or should I be helping her? Because I'm not really the expert. Mm-hmm. Um, so you mentioned, you know, seeing a therapist. But is it something that she has to do individually? Do I have to push her to do that? Or should I be more encouraged? Like, how should I start yeah. with something like that? It's it's a hard question to answer because it kind of depends on how big of a mental health issue is, mm-hmm. right? Like I tend to think anything small from like, and it, it's, when I say small, it's still it's not it's still not yeah, small, right? It's a spectrum, like right? anxiety, yeah. everyday living some dealing with someone with maybe higher anxiety than you do, mm. um, 
maybe that's not something that needs a therapist if they have a good idea of how to take care of their anxiety in the first place. Mm-hmm. Then that becomes a discussion of, okay, you're my partner. How much of this should I expect you to help me with? Mm-hmm. And how much of this is just sometimes where you, I have to deal with on my own, but what can be helpful is that you help me like identify when I'm feeling anxious. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, some small things like, you know, if that person's having a bad day and they're just acting out and like, like throwing their frustrations at you, yeah. that doesn't, it might not seem like a mental health issue, but it might be one that's provoked by anxiety. Yeah. Right. So if we know that about our partners, we can say, Hey, like, how has your day been going? Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, I notice you're getting really upset at me today, mm-hmm. you know, what's going on rather than us getting upset at them too. Yeah. Right. So those are pieces like the act of listening, mm-hmm. being able to really understand or have an inkling of what they are, are feeling and not assuming it, but asking that person. Mm-hmm. When I think about more severe cases like OCD or depression or, um, or just anything like that, mm-hmm. it tends to be more, you know, in that moment, just doing everything you can to help that person out of that crisis. Mm -hmm. Right. It might be that you're making more sacrifices in your own life. Like you're taking some time off work. You're usually that person's really clean and they do all the laundry and all of a sudden you're doing all of it. Right. That you're helping support them. And then to be able to also say, Hey, like it's not getting better Mm. or you know, I really don't like to see how much you suffer and that it takes months for you to get out of this funk. I really want you to get some help on that. Yeah. And so there's there's a lot of different kind of nuances on that. And sometimes I see people where things are so bad that they the partner doesn't know what to do. And they're kind of just saying, like, if you don't go get help for this, I don't think I can live with you anymore. Mm-hmm. Or I don't think I can be with you anymore. Um and it can sound like an ultimatum and sometimes it is. Yeah. Um, but, but I feel like that's how, like, like I said, depression, that's probably one of, once again, like mental health is a spectrum. Uh-huh. Um, but depression is probably one of the, the like, hardest, the ones. hardest, right. Especially yeah. on the partner yeah, because it does sometimes make you want to kind of give up and just, mm-hmm. yeah, have that mm-hmm. kind of, yeah, uh, so ultimatum, some, right? So sometimes that ultimatum comes at a really important place in your life. Mm-hmm. Because like so say for example, depression, mental health isn't exactly contagious, but it has an effect on people. If yeah. you're someone that is being affected by depression and depression's telling you you're not good enough, you suck, yeah. all these things, and if you don't feel good, you're not going to be capable of making your partner feel yeah, good. That's true. And then your partner's going to start feeling, what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Is Am I not enough for this person? Yeah. And it can create like tension chain effect, between yeah. that. Yeah. So just kind of going back to the therapy, let's say I want to get um, my partner into therapy. Mm-hmm. So how would I approach that? Like without, without it, because we, we've spoken on like uh, how to be a supportive partner in general. Yeah. Um, in our previous episodes. Mm-hmm. And we've always kind of, in any relationship or whenever you ask someone when you're sitting down and listening to someone, yeah, you don't actually really give them advice. It's just sort of like let them vent and kind of listen to them. Mm-hmm. Is there a good way to kind of approach them and kind of push them 
without actually pushing them to or making them go to therapy? Or is that something that a partner has to do because it's a it's a mental health issue, right? One thing that can be helpful in those moments, like you said, when we're ha- when we're listening to our partners to have that active listening, mm. we're not there to problem solve for them. Because mm. even if we want, if we could solve it for them, that's the way we would deal with it, not how they would deal with mm. it. And it can also feel very condescending yeah. um, or feel like they... They feel like they're maybe it not trying be a enough. Big, or like whatever they're going through mm-hmm. is not really a big problem. Yeah, minimizing. And you yeah. don't want, yeah, exactly. Simplifying or minimizing, right? Yeah. yeah. So I think in those moments, a really helpful thing to ask your partner is to say, what can I do to help? Hmm. If that person has answers for you and is like, well, you can help me by doing the laundry for me or cooking for dinner for this week, mm-hmm. you know? And I tend to say when people give that goes answers like that for the partner to make sure they know how long they need for that. And the other person might say like, I don't know how long, maybe a few months, mm-hmm. a few weeks, if you're okay with that, great. But I tend to find people will say, I don't know, mm-hmm. or I don't know how you can help. I don't know how I can help myself. Mm-hmm. And that's when, as a supportive partner, you can say, I don't know either. Mm -hmm. I know how I help myself, but I know you need to find your own way to do that. Do you want to get some help? Mm -hmm. And that person might say, maybe, I don't Mm -hmm. know, or Mm -hmm. sure. And then it can, you know, in terms of that, you can be the one, the partner could be the one doing the research, Mm -hmm. finding the right counselor for them doing the consultation or the phone call and sharing with the therapist, this is what's been going on. Um, You know, my partner wants to see someone, but there's, you know, this is so overwhelming for them. Mm -hmm. Um, They've given me permission to help them make the appointment. Mm -hmm. Right. And in those times, and I have had that happen. So in those appointments, I'll say, okay, well, I'm more than happy to do that. You can stay in the room if you'd like, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to be asking them the questions. Mm -hmm. And then if I have anything, I'll, if there's something that they can't answer or whatnot, I'll, I'll refer to you. Mm -hmm. Um, And I kind of make it very clear even before the meeting that yes, you're the one, you know, driving the ship. You're the one making the call, setting appointments, but you're not going to be the person doing the work. It's really all about them. Yeah. You can help them set it up, but you cannot do the work for them. Let's say um, for whatever reason, w- the person doesn't decide to go through therapy, right? Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. is fair. Yeah. Sure. Um, is there anything we can do as a partner? Um, and I kind of want to come back to, I understand the active listening, mm-hmm. but let's say someone's going through mental health, the active listening doesn't necessarily work the same way. Uh-huh. Right? So, it's really about maybe I feel like there should be action items after the active listening. Yeah. So is that the correct, um, correct way to approach it? Like how do I make sure that this person is, or how do I help get this person? Yeah. To where they should be. Right. Mm -hmm. Especially with the, having a mental health issue. I think it's fair for that partner to tell the other person that this isn't working Mm -hmm. or like, you know, how they've been coping so far, they're suffering a lot mm-hmm. and they really do deserve to get help. Yeah. And really just, 
I think like that gentle nudging mm. or sometimes depending on the kind of relationship you have, sometimes like that's where when I talked about power and control in the previous mm -hmm. uh, episode, this might be a time where it's okay to have more power mm -hmm. where you're saying, I'm making the phone call for you right now. We're going to go see someone mm -hmm. tomorrow. And that person can say, no, I don't want to do it. Um, all that stuff. And what you can, in that sense, it might be, well, I'm not okay with you like this. Mm -hmm. What are we going to do about that? You yeah. know? And, and I think that in those fights, that person will say, well, like, Oh, you know, this will go away. It's going to change. I'm going to be okay. Mm -hmm. So part of this is patience too, right? If we try to push, if we're just really downright forcing the person to go, they're not going to be willing to accept the help. Mm -hmm. And then what happens is like the next time they're going to be even more afraid to go get the help. Mm -hmm. So in those moments, it's a bit of patience for that partner to be able to say, okay, fine. You don't want to go see them. What are we going to do about this? Mm -hmm. If I see that you're still struggling like two weeks later, or this keeps happening, are you going to be okay with seeing a therapist then? Mm -hmm. Or seeing, seeing, going to get help then. And people usually say like, yeah, but that's not going to happen. Mm. And you go, okay, well, like next, if it, if there's if a next time, happen, yeah. I'm telling you now, I'm going to be calling, I'm going to be making that call and you're going to go see your family doctor mm -hmm. or you're going to go see this person. Yeah. And it, there's, that's an agreement the two of us have and mm. almost like contracting that yeah. so that the next time this does happen, the person almost, the decision is out of their hands now. Mm. Right. That person just has to go, okay, I agree to this. Yeah. I'm going to go. They might not like it, but hopefully a lot of times, hopefully that they'll be much more open to the idea. of it. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we've spoken about it many times on previous episodes. We aren't really for ultimatums, but I think in this kind of, there's a lot of stigmas around ultimatums, yeah. but I feel like in this certain situation, is it okay to sort of have that ultimatum? Just because like I mentioned, it takes a lot of toll on you personally yeah. as a person, right? So how do you feel about having an ultimatum for something like that? Knowing that there is that stigma, like, should I be guilty? Should I mm. not be guilty? Should I feel guilty for wanting to have that ultimatum if it's, you know? Yeah. So it's tricky in that, especially I'm thinking about people that are depressed mm -hmm. or might have suicidal thoughts, mm -hmm. right? Like, is that ultimatum going to drive them to do something much yeah. worse? Yeah. Um, I'll say in a general note though, I think they can be helpful. Mm -hmm. So the ultimatums in that, I think I gave an analogy a little bit of, we can help support them. We can be their cheerleaders, but we can't run the race for them. Mm -hmm. Right. So that work of, if this person's struggling, you know, I always tell people that what, what, what had happened to you or, you know, the, the mental health issue you're dealing with is unfair. It's unjust. It's not fair that you have to be responsible for it, mm -hmm. but that is what life has given us. So you better work if work you don't want to have this be something that overtakes you for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. So when we're having a partner dealing with that work and are not willing to do it, it drags us down too. Mm -hmm. um, and it's so tempting to just, I think the analogy I'd use was like grab a wheelbarrow and throw them on it and run the race yeah. for them and do the work for them. Yeah. That doesn't work because 
when you're running the race that way, you're going to start getting tired and then neither mm. of you are going to be able to push each other. Yeah. And not even finish the race. Or not finish that race. race. Right. So in a sense, like when we talked about kind of, it kind of goes back a little bit to the last episode of ultimatums or where do you draw the line in the sand? Mm. If this person isn't getting the help or making the progress in terms of dealing with their mental health, mm. one, maybe they're not, they're not ready to be in a serious relationship mm. or relationship any, in any capacity. Mm. And you're certainly not maybe ready to deal with the responsibility of living with someone with a chronic mental health issue yeah. or one that not, not even that, just someone who's not willing to work on it. Yeah. And I don't think there should be any shame or guilt, but we are going to feel that shame and guilt yeah. if we have to end a relationship because of that. But also know that by you staying there in that place and not leaving because you feel guilty, but also not being able to do anything because your partner isn't ready to do the work, you're enabling them yeah. that behavior, right? You're still there. And in that sense, they learn, oh, I can be anxious i could be depressed i can mm -hmm. have ocd and not do any not do anything about it and this person still the people aren't in my life aren't gonna leave me yeah you know there i think love is unconditional but support isn't always yeah if that makes sense no it does yeah so it's a good thing that you kind of brought up that enabling thing because even like let's say not even uh asking for help or anything but let's say if your partner um, if they have, you know, a moment where mental health comes up, right. A, a situation, mm -hmm. is it up to me as a partner to let that just happen and kind of pass? Or should I just call them out and be like, no, this is not really no, but like, mm -hmm. how do I kind of deal with that kind yeah. of situation so without, without enabling them? Right. That's actually a lot of work I do with couples, mm -hmm. right? Like some couples that come see me is because one person's struggling with mental health issues or both people are. Mm -hmm. um, I think one of the best ways is to hold each other accountable for what they're accountable for. And that includes mental health mm -hmm. in a partnership. Um, but we have to do it in ways that work for both people. Mm -hmm. Right. So if someone is just beginning to, find some control and know how to deal with their mental health. One of the first things I ask them is to get their partner involved in helping them identify when does depression talk? When does OCD talk? When does anxiety, when does whatever talk to you? Mm. And when does it drive the ship? Mm. And as your partner, you can be able to say like, is anxiety driving the ship right now? Is so-and-so driving the ship right now mm. to be able to not just support them, but to hold them accountable, right? Mm. Um, so that you're not doing the work for them or you're not enabling them to deal with anxiety the way they usually deal with, yeah. right? So if if they're acting out and you know they're anxious, you know, it might be that you let them let all that frustration out, but afterwards you say, hey, was it anxiety talking? And they might say, yeah, it was. Mm. I'm sorry about that. And being able to say, it's okay, but you're going to have to apologize for that. Or mm. you're, you know, I, I really don't like it when that happens. Mm. Let's figure out how to safety plan around that. Mm. What should we do the next time that happens? And I'm thinking about some couples I'm helping through depression right now where the person with depression will not want to do stuff. Mm. And a lot of the work we do is 
um, what I call what we call exposure therapy. So if their fear is social anxiety and they don't want to go outside, mm-hmm. you know, the partner can be the one to say, okay, like, let's go out. We haven't gone out for a week. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. And the person might lash out and say, no, like, you know, Judy said to take care of herself, myself. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to do this and I want to do that. And it's like, okay, that's fine. Um, how, how do we make sure that if you don't want to do it now, when do we do it? Yeah. And kind of negotiating that piece mm-hmm. or being able to say, Hey, like you're, you know, have, like your anxiety is really out of control right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm feeling overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. I'd like to, I'm going to go take a break right now. Mm-hmm. Right. So being able to take care of yourself as you're supporting someone mm-hmm. is so important, but so hard in those moments without feeling guilty about it. Yeah. 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 Um, so holding your partner accountable and not enabling, that's great. Um, trying to figure out how to say this and try mm-hmm. and bring it back to like the, the encouraging part, really mm-hmm. encouraging them and don't do the work for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so how can you encourage them through this? Especially I'm thinking kind of like using depression as an example or some of the, uh, the other mental health issues. Mm-hmm. How, what's a great way to kind of encourage someone going through this when it's like depression is very hard, right? Uh, Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, I'm trying to picture on how to do this. Mm-hmm. Do you have an example of that or like how I would kind of um, encourage someone through mm-hmm. a mental health issues? So I think with mental health, one of the greatest fears of someone that is experiencing the problem or the issue is that they're afraid if they don't fix it fast enough, they're going to lose their partners. Mm-hmm. Um so then there's two reactions. One, we try to rush through everything or we hide how we're feeling to, mm-hmm. to give off this, you know, persona that we're okay. Fake, yeah. Or we say, well, fuck, I can't do that. So I'm going to self-destruct. I'm okay. going to push everyone away so I don't get hurt first. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Um, so I think in those moments that, Depending on kind of level of relationship too, right? Like if you're someone that's just starting to date, that might be like, oh, no, that's too overwhelming. I'm out. Yeah. And fair enough, because that is something that that person's dealing with. They've got to go through. Mm. Um, If it's someone that's more long term or someone that you really do see a future with, to be able to tell them that I'm here, I'm going to be patient. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be with you alongside as much as I can. I know I'm going to try to be there along every step of the way. I might not always be there, but that I believe in you. Mm-hmm. And I believe that we're we're going to get through this together. Yeah. Right. So really that person might need more assurance than they ever ne- needed before. Yeah. To get through that and to know, you know, that as they're working on this, they're not risking losing you. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that that's really the most important part. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, being able to say, yeah, these are all the things. As long as you are always taking one step in front of the other. Yeah. And that you're making, I tell, I tend to tell people going through mental health problems that 
it's one step forward, two steps back Mm -hmm. or two steps forward, one step back sometimes. So as long as you're, when you fall down and you get up and you keep trying Mm -hmm. for me, at least that's good enough. Um, because progress when you're dealing with mental health issues takes a long time. Yeah. So what I tend to tell the, the partner is that you're kind of have an ex no, don't, don't expect have an expectation. Don't yeah. expect things to get better quick. Yeah. Um, and that you're in it for the long haul. Yeah. And if you're not, you better get out right yeah. now, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So sort of related to that or um just kind of encouraging someone. Mm-hmm. It sounds like I'm always gonna bring it back to uh a, a business kind sure. of thing because that's my background. Uh-huh. But it, it does sort of like feel like a negotiation. Mm-hmm. Where you have to not really choose your words carefully, but do you feel like, is that how I should be like addressing it? Like choosing my words carefully? Is there certain words I should be using or certain terms I shouldn't be using when kind of um, bringing up that, okay, hey, you have an issue? Yeah. Like, you know, I think about even when, when we talked about ultimatums, how do we yeah. share that, right? That it's not as simple as you don't go to this appointment i'm out forever right <laughs> yeah, like it's yeah. not that yeah it's more like hey if if you you know i noticed that you've stopped caring mm. i noticed that you stopped working on this is that true and they might say no i have been working on it this is how because it's so in you know the work that gets done is so invisible too mm-hmm. right so sometimes as a partner you might not see it's getting done so that's why i always encourage partners to come to sessions with us Mm -hmm. so they can see the amount of work they've been, the other person's been doing. But if that person is really not doing the work and you don't see it to be able to give, to let them know, you know, like when you give up on yourself, it makes it really hard for me to just be the only one Mm -hmm. holding us together. And I don't know how much longer I can hold us together. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's like, you know, it's not, it's not your fault that we're going through this. Um, but I'm starting to think if, you know, am I the one holding you back? And sometimes the relationships as great as it is when someone is dealing with a mental health issue, it could be holding them back or it mm. could be adding a lot of pressure. Do we need to take a break? Yeah. Do we need to, do we need to do this? Do we need to do that? Mm. Um, that ultimatums look a very differently when you're dealing with mental health yeah. and how you, how you word it is important too, Mm. right? To be able to say, this is how I'm feeling right now. This is how I'm going to assume you're feeling right now. How is that correct? Is that accurate? What should we do about it together? Mm -hmm. Right. Because I think sometimes for someone who's dealing with depression or things like that, there sometimes is a bit of relief to be given and out, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like it could be a really great relationship, but because there's so much pressure to get better faster, it's actually better for that person to take a break from the relationship. Yeah. Right. And you know, for them, it gives them that relief of, okay, like I can take my you time with yourself, this yeah. and there's it gives, no pressure, yeah. and it gives the part, it gives both people an advantage and a disadvantage. Of course it's hard. It sucks, yeah. but it could be that we're both working on, making our paths cross again, mm-hmm. right? That like the person that has exited the relationship and that was a support person, they probably need that energy to take care of themselves back again, mm-hmm. right? Being the caretaker for the other person burns you out. 
and they're trying, they're getting that energy back. And yet the person who is dealing with the depression is able to say, okay, like now I can, I've got nothing left to lose in the sense of there's less pressure for me to get better faster. Mm -hmm. And I honestly see when we can lift that pressure, whether it's through taking a break in a relationship, doesn't have to be, but a minute you can take that pressure off people tend to get better faster yeah 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 like you mentioned like that whole enabler thing mm -hmm. most partners are there as an enabler and it's not like of any fault of their own it's mm -hmm. just that that's how it happens and when you take that out of the equation mm -hmm. you don't have anyone enabling them you also well, have no one you right? also have no one to blame anymore yeah yeah i guess to kind of summarize i know that i guess the next steps are not really the next steps the first steps to kind of uh, alleviating this issue is that really seek therapy or try and get your partner into therapy, whether it's to, you know, encourage them to get into it and, you know, maybe be in sessions with them. Mm -hmm. Is there any steps that people can take right now to, without therapy, to kind of, uh, you know, address these issues? It kind of depends, right? Because... I mean, the two of us talking, I would say we're quite open to talking about mental mm -hmm. health. And, and I mean, I know you personally in that, and that you'll be open to talking to yeah. your partner about it, but not everyone is. Yeah. Um, you know, I wish society had a more open dialogue about mm -hmm. mental health, but I think in terms of relationships, if you can find a way to do that, Mm. right to be able to share with each other what mental health means for you what's going on for you it makes it a lot easier to ask for help mm. when you're struggling so asking for help i think is probably the most both the easiest and the hardest thing you can do yeah. it, it's the first step mm. towards like you know getting some help getting some um, tools to cope with it, right? Mm -hmm. That sometimes for some people, knowing that their par partner just knows this piece about them, mm -hmm. right? So in a sense, like when we're dating, we try to bring our best selves forward, yeah. right? We present ourselves yeah. in the most attractive way that doesn't include our mental health issues. Mm -hmm. But I tend to be on the side where almost all of us suffer from some kind of mental yeah. health issue from time to time. Um, and if you're able to be that vulnerable with your partner and you can see it just helps strengthen the bond that, Oh, this person's not going to leave me if I share something not good about myself. Yeah. Right. So I think if you can have that built into your relationship where, talking about struggles is as important as talking about the good things going on in your mm -hmm. life, then you're really setting yourself up for success. Yeah. Um, when you're dealing with crisis, usually the first line of contact is a family doctor. Mm -hmm. So they're the ones that can say, give you the referral to see a psychiatrist if needed, if something, if it was a very severe mental health issue mm -hmm. where you needed a diagnosis or you needed medication. Sometimes I do that where in working with someone, the next step for our work is to utilize medication because some of the phys the biological pieces, the chemical pieces are getting in the way of the phys the mental work, mm -hmm. right? Um, so your family doctor is so important. And unfortunately, 
they're not always the most equipped (laughs) to provide you with that service. So I think one of the best things to do is to be like proactive in finding someone that you do trust and can answer those questions for you. Um, in addition to being able to talk about mental health with your fa- with yeah. your partner. Yeah. yeah. I think, and it's always the ongoing theme and it should be for anything to do with relationships is to have open dialogue about everything really. And like, it's good thing that you pointed out. We really do, especially when we're first dating, like the first couple of dates, Mm -hmm. um, or even like mostly the first day you kind of present yourself, your Instagram self. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like the best self, um, that nobody sees, like not really the bad side, but like the other side, right. The actual real side. And it's kind of unfortunate. Um, and what you mentioned about, if you can talk to someone about this stuff mm-hmm. and that person doesn't back down or is just like, okay, that's, that's fine. As long as we're talking about it, you know, and they, they, they open up. Isn't that what a good, that, that's a good relationship, yeah. right? That's a good sign of a relationship mm-hmm. uh, going forward. And like I said, in all our other episodes, communication is key without communication. You're not really going to have uh, a good relationship. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah.